0: Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. If you want to get your understanding, your head around this, and we've said this before, you have to come back to the Word of God, know what it says, and why it says what it says, and what it meant when it was written.
1: Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Over the last two programs, we've been exploring this new definition of the word WEIRD. It's based on an acronym, W-E-I-R-D, and we've done three of the letters so far, Western, Educated, and Industrialized. And today we're going to find out what the last two letters are in this acronym, WEIRD, particularly about how rich the West is. And our system of government.
0: It's funny, isn't it, how we we tend to think that success is measured in in how many dollars we've got in the bank account, or how many possessions, or what stuff we have accumulated. As though that's mm. that's the measure of success.
1: He with the most t- toys wins.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, he just drowns in stuff, doesn't yeah. he? But we've, I would recommend uh, reading one Corinthians one twenty to twenty nine. And this is really uh, where Paul is explaining that God has chosen to use the foolish things. Well, the things that the world considers foolish uh, to baffle those that the world considers to be wise because then he gets the glory for fulfilling his purposes and his plans. Otherwise, um, people would think that they were the ones who deserved the Mm. glory and the honor for doing something. And we've all we've spent, a, as you said, we've spent a few programs looking at um, what it means uh, to be Western, educated, and industrialised, with regard to a biblical worldview as a, as opposed to a Western um, Greek philosophical sort of worldview. And we're going to uh, wrap this up um, in this program, looking at R and D, which is rich and democratic. Okay, again, just because you've got a lot of stuff or you've got money in your account doesn't necessarily mean that you've succeeded or that you're blessed. In our modern society, we have people in our society who are less fortunate. So I'm not saying that we don't have people who are very poor in our society. But as a general rule, most of us in this society... Live quite comfortably. we've got decent food, we've got a car, we live in a nice house, we've got clothes to put on, our kids go to school. you know compared to the rest of the world, we are rich mm. really rich.
1: I think we're in the top one percent if you look at uh, you know the actual numbers for a glo- on a global scale.
0: yeah, we are and I think as far as high wages and working conditions, I think we're number seven in the world. that was the last time I checked. you know we we got everything we we really lack for nothing but half of the people on planet earth, Approximately 3 billion people live on less than $2.50 a day, and 80% of people around the whole earth live on less than $10. A day, the highest standards of living of, of all nations are deemed to be Western. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean rich nations, because there are some really obscenely wealthy, rich oil nations um, whose people actually live in desperate poverty, and that's the way it is because of corruption over those who govern them. Um, but the Bible doesn't equate wealth and with blessing or prosperity um, as proof as proof of God's approval of us. Uh, having wealth and possessions is not a sin I want to stress that, having money having stuff is not a sin not at all, Um, but they can be they can become um, a distraction and an object of idolatry and the Bible warns about the love of money in uh, 1 Timothy 3 and 1 Timothy 6 and Hebrews 13, Um, it warns rich men about impending judgment because their love of their riches and their greed has meant that they've oppressed others, you can read that in James 5 and Mark 10 and Luke 12, Proverbs 23 so, but again acquiring stuff is not sinful in and of itself but wealth can be very seductive if it's not controlled now the church of Laodicea Revelation 3 was very rich so rich that they it was said they had no need of anything and in that church Jesus was actually standing outside of it he wasn't even mm. in it he had nothing good to say about them they thought that they had everything but he declared them to be wretched miserable poor blind and naked they had a lot of stuff they mm. had a lot of money Matthew five, however, Jesus taught people where what real blessing came from, and that was from the attitudes of being poor in spirit, experiencing mourning, or being gentle, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, being merciful, uh, being pure in heart, uh, being a peacemaker, enduring persecution. Um, you know, being reviled and falsely accused and hated by the world just because you love Him—that is such a contrast to a mm. Western mindset. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to us. It's weird, but we're the weird ones. That's normal. That's the way it is. It's a challenge. Then if you have a look at our system of government, we have a democracy here. Our system of government is primarily at the whim of the people, We vote, we determine who our leaders are going to be. Uh, We, the people, have the power and our leaders are supposed to do our bidding, which they generally don't. And uh, we give them um, the left foot of fellowship at the next election if we don't like it and we bring somebody else in. And we vote according to what we want, which Mm. is why politicians make lots and lots and lots and lots of promises because they're trying to give us what we want. Mm. And then, of course, they get in and say, sorry, can't give you what you want because something, you know, there's always an excuse and we have this mindset of it's me it's i it's what i want it's what i deserve my rights and that governs how we vote at the polling booth that is not how the bible is in ancient israel it was a theocracy which means that god ruled the the the, the people through the priesthood they ruled according to the bible now for us we would say <gasps> Separation of church and state. We couldn't possibly mm. have that. You know what? That's what it's going to be like when he comes back. In fact, it says that when he comes back, he's going to rule the world with a rod of iron. Now, again, if you think about that, he's coming back to rule the world with a rod of iron. That sounds positively despotic, doesn't mm. it? But that's the way it's going to be. And he's going to bring order. He's going to get rid of chaos. He's going to get rid of corruption. He's going, because he will rule in purity. But we struggle with that. We like the bit that says we're going to rule and reign with him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because we think it's all about me and I, but it's not. So you, you kind of have to get your head out of. Where it's been, it's it's, a, it's kind of like a process of unlearning a whole lot of stuff and then relearning stuff. Now, at the moment, we live in a democracy. And to be honest with you, it is the best form of government out of all the forms of government mm. on planet Earth. It's the best of a bad bunch. But it's not what it will be. It's not the perfect way. We will one day be ruled according to a theocracy, not just a monarchy. Christ is going to rule from his throne in Jerusalem on the throne of his father David. But God is the one who's going to rule. And, of course, we know Jesus is God, and we can talk about that for a while. But if you you want to get your understanding, your head around this, and we've said this before, you have to come back to the word of God, know what it says and why it says what it says. And what it meant when it was written.
1: Mm. What's the context of it?
0: The context is absolutely critical. They say the first, the, th- the three major um, uh, steps in understanding or interpreting the Bible correctly is context, context, context. Context <laughs> You, If you if you lose the context You lose all meaning And I mm. like what Dr. Misler says He says if you torture the data long enough It'll confess to anything Yeah that's right You take the context away You take the culture You strip it of that Which is unfortunately What, what the official church did Around the third century Stripping of, of any kind of Hebrew foundation And then you can make it mean anything you want Especially if you consider it to be spiritual And allegory all the time can mean anything. And so the word the word of God is very very powerful. We know that. And and Hebrews 4:12 says the word of God is living and it's active and it's sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. That's talking body, soul and spirit. Mm. And so if we want to get a proper understanding, a complete, let's say, rather than proper, let's say a complete understanding of what God wants us to know and how he wants us to live and think, but we have to conform to it. It doesn't conform to us. And if it's contrary, if what we read is contrary to the Greek philosophical mindset, then it's incumbent upon us to change our mind, not try to change it, because God's not changing his mm. mind or his word.
1: Yep, he's a, a solid rock that we can build our lives on. So it's a fascinating exploration yeah. of that uh, definition of weird. And just to reiterate those uh, letters, uh, W-E-I-R-D, Western, Educated, Industrialized, Rich and Democratic. And you can uh, explore all the notes. There is quite a bit in those last three programs. You can find the notes at vision.org.au slash foundations. Well, in the next program, we're going to be having a look at the subject of terrorism, or rather terrorism versus the Torah. That's the law of God. So we'll explore that next time on Foundations.